self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am almost out of breath from coughing and y'all will figure out why as we continue this episode yep <laughs> also known as calamity red y'all if y'all ain't noticed by now she stay sick look listen i don't know well this is my coat we've been passing this shit around the office like and it's like a viral thing so they can't give you medicine for it i wish i would be goddamn sick tomorrow because of you what what you want me to do i can't it's we had to record the show i wasn't gonna come in here with a a suit on the hazmat suit Yeah, ain't nothing i can do about it that you can do about it if the germs you got in your face (laughs) are aggressive enough to get over here to me at the distance we are away from each other doing this shit because we got space between us yeah then one they deserve to get what they get <laughs> they deserve to infiltrate my system and also fuck them and fuck you we've been passing around the office like first one of my co-workers got sick then i got sick then another lady got sick and because it's viral it's just hanging the fuck on like i can't get rid of this shit i didn't been sick for like a week i can't get rid of it mm. it's fucking annoying that's unfortunate for you it is so yeah so we are conversation con artists back for another wonderful episode don't say that it's subjective it it's is. gonna be a wonderful episode it's not subjective <laughs> it's on a wonderful. scale from amazing to great one of our episodes <laughs> no no not amazing to great amazing to shit <laughs> i'm sure somebody thinks that some of our episodes are shit well then they don't listen to the shit but that's what makes it subjective <laughs> No, I want them to listen because that episode was shit, but I want them to have that scale. I want them to be, damn, that was a good-ass episode. Damn. But it's still subjective. All right. Listen, I like all the motherfuckers because I'm in it. <laughs> I love all of the episodes. Yeah. Some of them, I didn't have as much energy as I got now. Yeah. Some of them, I was sick. Some of them, you sound like Michelle A. It was one. Don't say some. It was one. <laughs> and I'm glad I didn't lose my voice this time. So there's that. I just sound nasal and shit. But I would prefer that over Michelle A. And we talked about her that week. That It was all right. It, it fit in. <laughs> and I was talking shit about her even though I sounded like her. I don't sound like that on a regular basis, though. She sound like that every day her damn life. She does, unfortunately for her. It's very unfortunate. That being said, you yes. can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at Red underscore Calamity. Also, we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have questions you would like for us to answer, you can send them to our Gmail account, which is conversation call artist at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, um, conversation call artist, and send it to us that way. And I'm so excited because we, we've been getting so many like letters and stuff recently, and I love it. And we end up doing half the show on the letters, but it's all right. That's all right. <laughs> I love it. Yes, yeah, all good. It's been amazing. So we got a, a few letters this week. First one is coming from uh, a gentleman that I know. Um, we're gonna call him Tag. Tag, let me just say, I think this is the first time that I have seen your full name. <laughs> and now I get it. Um, so, yeah. All right. Y'all just wanted to chime in and toss in my top three fast food restaurants. Number one, Chick-fil-A. Yes. I know that as a person who tries to be in solidarity with the LGBTQ plus community, that this makes me a hypocrite. <laughs> I know. 
I have no excuse. They ain't never missed out on flavor, speed, and they almost perfect on customer service. This one cashier had an attitude the other day, but I eat their food every week. The chicken's really good. Breakfast, chicken, egg, and cheese bagel combo plus chicken biscuit. Lunch, spicy deluxe meal. Oh, yeah, he put what he get. <laughs> so, exactly. The thing about Chick-fil-A is that you know you eat some unhealthy-ass chicken, but it tastes like it's healthy. So good. Just The experience make you feel like it's healthy. Mm-hmm. You eat fried chicken, but I feel like I'm eating like a chicken salad. Just because of the experience that come along with Like when you go to McDonald's or Burger King, you get attitude. Yep. Your burger ain't going to be right. Yep. The meat going to be cold. It's a toss-up whether your fries be hot or cold. Like you, you know what that experience is a reflection of what you about to put into your body. Yep. <clears throat> Something that you shouldn't. Chick-fil-A don't give me that. Even though I know I'm just at the end of the day, you eat fried chicken. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not healthy at all, but it's delicious. And they're so nice in there. Number two, Chipotle. Come on. Burrito bowl, brown rice, black beans, chicken, pico, green salsa, sour cream, and cheese. I see you then said guac. <laughs> that guac that it's so guac fucking expensive. expensive. <laughs> Why is it so expensive? And it ain't even that like at first I was trying to justify it, like, well maybe they like it's like handmade and it's like it's not good. I didn't got it before and I'm just like, this is some fucking regular ass guac. So for two dollars. I, I ain't never been a fan of guacamole. I love it. To me, it just tastes like green, but Red, she she cooked some uh, stuffed peppers, stuffed peppers, and mm-hmm. she put guacamole on it automatically. And I was like, I don't need guacamole, but it was delicious. That was from Aldi's. That's what I was gonna say. Uh-huh. Where did you get this from? All these guacamole, spicy guacamole, yep. is good. Mm-hmm. And I've eaten guacamole at a bunch of different restaurants. Yeah. If you're in Birmingham, there's a place called Little Donkey. It's a Mexican soul oh, food yeah. place. <clears throat> I like that guacamole too. But I used to work at Chewy's. I did not like the guacamole. And it's been a whole. I've never stopped trying guacamoles. Mm-hmm. I just don't like them. Avocados just taste like green to me. That's it. <laughs> just the color green, and it don't taste like shit because it's just the color green. So I all these is amazing. That is probably the best guac I've had. Too. But now let me tell you about all these. That don't mean you can buy anything from all these and no. it's gonna be all good. Oh no, all these got some straight garbage sitting in there. Yeah, that you you gonna eat one time and say I hate this. But the only reason I even went in there originally was to get the peppers because I knew I could get bell peppers in there and they wouldn't be like super expensive, and I needed to get a bunch. So, um, but I, while I was in there, I was like, well, let me just get the guac out of here too, and it was amazing. If you're an Aldi shopper, you'd be best to have a list of things that you buy from there and mark which ones are good and which ones are not because if you find things there that you like you can save a lot of money mm-hmm. on it over like the, the regular store yeah also chipotle hack i always get double meat that's just me i get double I meat everywhere i go <laughs> don't say double meat from the jump okay say i want chicken and then when they put all the chicken they're gonna put on there be like can you double that for me <laughs> because now they have to use the same scoop standards that they did from the one that they did before they thought be you was going to do double meat. Yeah. You know, otherwise they can call you, on, oh, so you're going to put less than that first scoop? That ain't double meat. That's just <laughs> how much meat you want to give me. That's bullshit. Give me some more. That's the hack. Number three, Milo's. Known for their sweet tea. Sweet tea in general sucks unless heavily modified, in my opinion. They have a pretty solid menu. Their fries are amazing and perfectly seasoned. I have never 
ever eaten at Milo's. This is where I adamantly disagree. I've had the tea. I can't oh, not stand Milo's. I've never had. I think I was going to go one day and you talked me out of it because you said it was shit. I can't stand that. Whatever that sauce is they put on That's the burger. Yeah, to I was me, like, right, it, go. it tastes <laughs> like the juice from dog food. It tastes like that smell. I'm definitely never gonna go now. You you ever use the canned dog, dog food? I have dog food. Yeah, so the dog, little, the little juice, and you get it on your finger sometimes, Ew, and you yeah. smell it. And I that's have to how wash it tastes to me. Ew. I can't. It's just horrible. I don't know. People praise that sauce. I don't know what it is. I don't mm-hmm. like it. It ain't barbecue sauce. It ain't ketchup. It, it's just Milo sauce. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. And the tea is all right, but let me tell you where they shine it. If you've never had that lemonade that they have, yeah, I get the lemonade. Try I don't that. drink tea. I don't drink sweet tea. That at Milo's all. lemonade that you can get in Walmart or oh, anywhere, it's delicious. shit is good. That's all. It's uh, lemonade, but like I have to. We have parties a lot at work, and so if I'm bringing something, it's usually lemonade, and I always get Milo's because it's delicious. But now, clearly, clearly, in terms of anybody who make lemonade, Chick Fil A yep. is gonna be number one. Yep. But you can't buy Chick Fil A in Walmart. No. But you can buy Milo's in Walmart, and mm-hmm. Milo's <laughs> is still second. To simply lemonade, to me, yeah. But get that Milo's lemonade if you never oh, had it. Oh, them niggas ain't get no simply lemonade for me for no work function. They ain't worth simply. It's, it ain't even expensive though. I'm still not gonna get it for them. I don't like them. <laughs> you gotta get them. Uh, you gotta get them lemonade off the hot aisle. <laughs> you gotta get them that high C lemonade, <laughs> the one that ain't refrigerated. I'll get Milo's, but they don't get simply. So. All right. I feel like Milo's is more expensive than Simply. Mm, not for the no, because Simply, can you even get a gallon? I know they had a bigger thing, but is that a gallon? Mm-mm. So, well, let me tell y'all something else though. If you are in love with milk as much as I am, oh. or if you just use milk, go buy your milk from CVS, man. CVS really? just had they gallon Barber's milk on sale for one ninety nine. At Walmart, that's five dollars and twenty-four cents. Hell yeah! And for the last two months, every time I go to CVS, they have it on sale. I think they actively always put it on sale. It's either one ninety-nine or two ninety-nine. But that two ninety-nine is cheaper than the cheapest milk at Walmart, except for that like bottom tier milk, that like daily value milk. Like they got great value, mm-hmm. and then they got daily value now. Really? Yeah. I ain't never seen. It's like how much cheaper are the cows that y'all get? That sounds terrible. like these the cows. These the Down syndrome cows. Jesus Christ. These the cows born with uh, two front legs but no back legs. I hate you. <laughs> I have to get lactate, so this don't help me. I just don't know how milk get cheaper. I don't. I know. feel like they like put half water and half milk. That may be what it is. And just white what coloring, <laughs> and they just fooling everybody. Because realistically, if you just drink it with cereal, then you don't even know the difference. Because if you now it just two, tastes like fruity pebbles. If you drink two percent, that's what you're drinking anyway. I don't understand. Nobody that drink two is water. Why are you like that's the process by which they get the fat out of milk is basically they put it in a after it's all pasteurized and everything. They put it in this high temp spinning machine mm-hmm. and it spins the milk and what happens is the fat separates from the other liquids in it and they scoop some of the fat out and then they let it mix back up and now you got two percent milk or one percent milk or skim milk or whatever it's water it's fuck that's too much damn work to make shit less delicious <laughs> why are you doing that that's exactly what it is less delicious anyway I agree with your first two tags going back to tags she don't even know about my lows you're gonna have to go test that for yourself no, um, I wanna, you didn't tell me to 
shit tastes like dog food. I don't want to go down there. Maybe I had a first bad experience. Maybe we should, I go, do they we have should go together. Sandwiches? I want to try their fries. I get some chicken. They got sa- chicken sandwiches. I get a chicken sandwich and fries. We, we should go to Marlowe's together meat. to figure that out. <laughs> we can go. Continuing tags later. I have self-imposed dietary restrictions, no red meat, etc., that pretty much leave me with chicken as my only choice when I go to fast food restaurants. But the barbacoa at Chipotle deserves a mention as well. Isn't that pork? That is pork. It's delicious, too. But it is pork. Yeah. I mean, I eat all meats. Me, too. A few other thoughts. Shout out to Deontay Wilder, CHS class of 2004, hashtag bronze bomber, hashtag and still, hashtag to, to this, this day. <laughs> I guess when those nuns were at the casino, they wore their gambling habit. Rim shot. That is when I read your letter, Tay, I actually laughed out loud because it was that was good. That was hilarious. Chartable.com is a website that tracks podcast rankings around the world and across platforms. You guys are number 91 in the comedy category on Apple Podcasts in Mozambique. What up, Mozambique? That is a very, very specific place. (laughs) But Mozambique, if you're listening right now, appreciate you for the love. That's so funny. Send us a letter. Yeah, I know, right? And lastly, whenever y'all do your fried chicken taste test, I'll be ready for that hilarity. Okay, I'm done. Bye. We gotta do this chicken. Like, it's so hilarious. I said that kind of in jest, and it just took us. <laughs> chicken is delicious. <laughs> it is. It's I had Publix so fried chicken yesterday. I've had it before. It was delicious. Yeah. Publix don't do a lot of shit wrong. Like, it was they're delicious. Like the, they're the Chick fil A of grocery stores. Like, everybody's so nice, and they, you know, I have to, I basically have to be like, nigga, no, about not carrying my bags out. Like, the <laughs> the baggers, I'd be like, I got it, it's okay. They don't mind. I know you don't mind, but it's unnecessary. I got it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had to let them come out. I let them come out, and I was like, uh, so, is y'all coming out to help us, like, relief for y'all because y'all get to be out of the store for a few minutes? So I should let every I should let every one of y'all come help me or something that y'all just gotta do. And he was like, both. I was like, well, damn, you didn't help none. <laughs> like you want to get out of the store, but they're super nice. I don't know that I've had a bad experience with a Publix employee. Like they're just not. They're like the Chick Fil A of grocery stores, and their food, like the hot bar, all of that. I haven't had any bad food out of there. They fucking key lime. They use real lime juice. Oh, it's so good. I haven't had the mango key lime. Everybody keep telling me it's good. There is a mango key lime? Pie. Mm-hmm. At Publix. A slice? You can get a... You, a whole pie. You can get a little... They don't do slices or, or the pie. You can get a little pie or you can get the big pie. The little pie is like four ninety nine, and the big pie is eight ninety nine. But I haven't I haven't tried the key lime. I will have to get a little one because I don't know if I... Mango key lime sound interesting, but it also sounds like it could go to shit real quick, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but their key lime pie is delicious. They use real, you could tell that it's real lime juice because it has that tart. It's good. If you like key lime pie and you're near a Publix, go give it a try. Go get it. Appreciate that little tag. Yes. Let's go to Colin. Colin, I hate you. This is why I was coughing and why I'm almost out of breath because of Colin. Okay, Colin. So this... This Colin sent us a video. He did. Uh by this man named Sean Fury <laughs> titled She's Biracial. <laughs> okay. Now you can go look that up if you like. We're gonna put it on the page. We're gonna put it on the page. 
the sound is really kind of too horrible to put on the pod, podcast because to get it loud enough to hear it, if the bass is too low or Let too me, high. It's like a woke version of J.J. Icefish. So apparently <laughs> this dude done figured out how to do some like little subtle moves with his legs and head <laughs> to make him think he can dance, but he can't. He has on an Argyle sweater. He got on an Argyle sweater and some of those jogging pants that got the pocket on the side. Now, keep in mind, we went to his page. This video was is six years old, so let's say that first. But so, even, and and let me let's talk about the video first. That the essence, the essence of this video is that it's about a biracial girl and her being forced to have to choose between one side or the other, black and, and white. He don't think it's fair. He thinks that she's magical the way she. So he got these two Puerto Rican looking women. Yes. Who he's considered? I really believe that they Puerto Rican. I just really don't think. I really don't think he understand the whole concept of like mixed race because they look Puerto Rican as fuck. There's nothing biracial about. I really think this dude is low IQ. I do like JJ Icefish. I think he's low. He's low IQ. He his IQ is higher than JJ Icefish. Is it? Yes. You think that after we saw the other videos? Did you see JJ Icefish movements? <laughs> when he was at least this dude movements look cohesive with somebody who can dance he just not moving oh yeah he's he like standing just... in place moving his <laughs> limbs like he dancing but like it ain't dancing if you're not moving sir yeah it's just voluntary jerks yeah jj ice fish. jj ice, ice fish looked like he was making a combination of voluntary movements with involuntary like jerks in their movements <laughs> on top of his voice being outlandishly horrible i don't know how old this dude is but he looked like somebody's uncle and now i can't stop seeing five nights at freddy bear <laughs> so okay we went to this man's youtube page we did. he got a youtube page he does and the first video that we decided to watch on his page was called we don't know <laughs> all right Jesus and scary this is the creepiest video I ever seen my lord <laughs> apparently the lyrics are we don't know what's wrong with me and he's like in a dark room and so like every now and then you'll see like a little light come across his face he looked like he's possessed it's creepy as fuck he already looked creepy he looked like that uncle he looked like that uncle that your family is like is Shantae in there with John <laughs> Get Shante out of there with John. You know she can, he don't need to be around them children. He look like that. He or look the, like that uncle everybody try to avoid. Or the uncle dirty. that's like outside in the middle of the street having an argument with somebody in the middle of the street and ain't nobody there. <laughs> <laughs> there is nobody there that Uncle Uncle Sean is having a don't worry about Sean. He you know he crazy as hell. Don't worry about him. Like, but this video is the epitome of that craziness. It's so creepy. And then the next video, which is his last one that he posted four years ago, is called Help Me Santa. What and it's apparently about what it looks like is his biracial daughter who, for some reason, he don't get to see. So I feel like the transition was he was doing all of these videos. He went crazy. And then he went to kidnap his daughter. And now he's either dead or in jail. And we just don't know. Because <laughs> it's been four years since he did an upload. And I, I Googled it because I just wanted to see if he was active like somewhere else. He's not. <laughs> so he might be doing a bit. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> now, let's let's go over some. Because, listen, Colin, 
this put us in a rabbit hole, sir. Oh my god! For a period of time, because so we you, you, you can't when you watch the video on our page, you can't watch that video and not be curious about what else he's because put out. what we wanted to know was is he serious? Yes. Is this is he playing? Because I thought maybe it was a parody, like a joke. It seemed like a joke. He's serious <laughs> as fuck, y'all. As fuck. So he got a song called "Rescue Me," where he's supposed to be Jesus. He's carrying his cross and he dripping like strawberry jelly on his face. <laughs> like strawberry syrup that look like blood. Yes. And it clearly looks like strawberry it jelly. It looks like syrup. syrup. It does not look like blood. And like at the top of the cross, it says nigger Jesus. <sighs> with the ER. Has Hard. nothing to do with anything going on. His shirt, he got on a shirt, which Jesus didn't have on a shirt, but he has a shirt that says racism. And then it's a random white man dressed as a priest walking behind him as he's carrying the cross. Look, it's so fucking weird. None of it makes any sense. The next thing we decided to look at out of the 20 videos he got is one called Jesus, where he was basically asking Jesus to come save us from oppression. Segregation, terrorism, stopping Fritz. Like, that's what he had scrolling on. The it's so fucking, this whole thing. It's so weird. So in this video, he's laying on the ground, like with the camera in front of him, like he getting arrested. And his listen, about this video, his mustache is so fucked up. And it's always fucked up. It though. is cut so horribly. <laughs> that's all I can see watching this video. I'm like, I was telling Red, his mustache is a whole slope. And it's it was, just a downward spiral. And he is not joking when he said that he was kind of taking it back. Because I'm reading the words across the bottom, and he was like, I can't get past the mustache. <laughs> like, I mess up my mustache sometimes, and I can tell. I don't know if other people can tell. But if I fucked up my mustache that bad, I cut it all off. <laughs> and then he got a video called A Thriller. And it's basically him and this fake Michael Jackson looking like Marco Jackson. Yes. Dancing with him. Mm-hmm. Well, let me not say not dancing, standing in place, yes. making body movements. Because <laughs> none of his dancing is like moving forward. Now, if you watch that video, let me tell you something that they do in the video. It's one point where his hat is on the ground and he reaches down to pick up his hat in slow motion. But instead of actually using the slow motion feature on editing, yes. he actually pretends to be moving that slow. There's, there's something wrong with this dude, it's man. It's so bad. There's something wrong with this dude. But back to the biracial video <laughs> we're supposed to be talking about. He has absolutely no clue, no understanding. The understanding of biracial. Now, this track is on an album called Women of Color. Yes. Every single track is based on a different nationality of woman. And the one, the track for white women is called Snow. <laughs> Which, why would he even have a track for white women on there if it's called Women of Color? And then he had my Indian Arabic girl, <laughs> which and is not. Then he had Big thing. Girls. And he spelled it out. He was spelling out each letter. <laughs> it's kind of like R. Kelly was doing 12 play. Oh my God. It's. Colin, I want to know how you even came across this. This shit's six years old. How did you come across this? <laughs> how did you get here? Because this is just, it's just all bad. It's just all bad. Um, And, and what makes me sad is that there's a whole lot of J.J. Icefish out there. Because I can't, what is the Cordell? The, I, there's another guy that I showed 
y'all, I cannot remember his name. It's like Cordell something. But he also makes <laughs> makes music as well. What? <laughs> so how you spell that? Um, it's none of those. Okay. I can't remember his name. But, um, oh, Cordell Stewart. That's him. This is a football oh, player. Oh, no. Damn it. What is his name? Anyway. It don't matter. There's another guy with, like, he slick his hair down. And he, wanna, he like a wannabe genuine. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of dudes out here making music and music videos. <laughs> so, Colin, um, what did you do singing this? <laughs> That's what I do sometimes. <laughs> I see how search searches work. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, look, the, <laughs> the video's going, he doing his little dance moves. <laughs> but, uh, he put a- Those he, girls are Puerto Rican. They are the not biracial. Okay, the girls are Puerto Rican, but he put one girl who I guess he presumes is biracial, in, indicating black and white, <laughs> and he puts the other Puerto Rican girl on one side, indicating <laughs> that she's white, and a black girl on the other side, and it, it, they both like tugging at her, I guess to get her to- Dead to represent side. the struggle yes. of but choosing. Dead inside. The the black girl looks completely dead. Like there's nothing in her eyes. Like they're terrible actors. The whole thing is just fucking. You gotta look at it. You Listen, leave. if y'all wanna know <laughs> what Colin then got himself into and the poppy cockery that he drug us into from this situation, <laughs> just go Google Sean Fury biracial and Prepare to be underwhelmed oh, and yes. to try to determine if he wrote the short bus. I think he did. I think he did. I'd be willing to bet. Be willing to bet. Um, okay. Appreciate that, Colin. Yes, I guess. <laughs> appreciate, I guess. <laughs> hey, I appreciate it. Oh, I almost died. I couldn't breathe because I was laughing. so Because it was so ridiculous. Next, we got Cliff. I'm going to read the whole thing, then we can answer. Rockman 3K3. Uh, Rockman 3K3, Nerd Plate Podcast. Y'all check that out. Him and Elroy Ketchum be doing their thing. Hey, guys. What's going on? It's me, Rockman 3K3 from the Nerd Plate. I have a few questions. Red, why are you so afraid of leaves, and when did you first find out about this phobia? Mr. On Point, why are your legs as smooth as eggs? Also, I saw you with dreads, and it was strange at first, and then it totally fit, so that's awesome. Also, what did you think of Devil May Cry's five, 5 demo, Red? I didn't think much of it at all and put it down after only playing it once. Also, do you guys ever wonder or question if your dream will come true, whatever it is? And if you guys do, what do you guys do or recommend to bring yourself back to stability? Also, Mr. On Point, I know how you feel. I dap up anyone on any block with the finest of daps, good sir. It is the only way people know that you are real and regal. Thank you guys for taking the time out to read my email and catch us on the Nerd Plate Tuesdays and Thursdays on all major podcast platforms. Oh, and also I'm doing a big questionnaire segment on the project, The Kingdom with Hell, soon. So if you guys have any questions or comments on the game so far, please send them to the Nerd Plate Podcast at gmail.com. The show is awesome. You guys rock and y'all are definitely therapist therapist. Ha 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 ha. Deciphering the conversation is always fun with the con artist extraordinaire. Conversation is eternal. Okay. Uh, 
Why are you afraid of leaves? And when did you first find out about this phobia? First of all, I'm not afraid of leaves. I wish everybody would stop saying that. It's not a fear. I don't like them. And only wet ones. No, I don't like dry leaves either. Okay. Like if if they're on the ground, I don't want to walk on leaves. Period. Wet ones are worse. But I don't. I because like I still parked at the front of your building and uh, well, they is may that still anxiety? Be does it start bubbling up? It doesn't. It's not anxiety, but I just feel creeped out, and I I just don't like. I don't even like watching the dogs walk on leaves. I I don't go so far as to make them not walk on them because I could just kind of look away from the shit. But I don't even like them walking on leaves. Okay. To be honest, um, I it has been that way. Look, I grew up in the country, which probably makes this even more ridiculous. But when I was a kid, I would walk around out of my way going to the bus stop to like keep from having to step on leaves like so I, it's been my whole life i don't i don't know i can't explain it most people with, with phobias don't can't explain it like it didn't make sense they don't make sense i don't know why i just don't fucking like walking on leaves like i will go out of my way to avoid having to walk on leaves even when we were in uh, we were in the city, you know, in the, the strip and stuff mostly, so it wasn't a, a big deal. But every now and then, like, if we were going to do something, I would have to kind of. And, and I think at this point, my family just knows that Red ain't finna walk on no goddamn leaves. And she'll catch up. <laughs> With Shogun from Government Name Podcast, how, uh, shout out to Cole Jackson and Shogun posted a link of a thread with a whole bunch of people that yes. had issues with walking on leaves. Yes. So it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing, y'all. A I, lot of people I, weren't saying I want they were like, I wouldn't go so far as say it's a phobia. I yes. absolutely don't like this thing and will avoid it at all costs if yes. I can type situation. Because it's not again, it's not a fear. It's not like I see a leaf and I'm like, ooh or like the dogs track leaves in the house sometimes because they'll stick to their paws. I'll pick it up and just put it outside. Like I'm not it's not I don't want to touch leaves, I don't want to walk on them. So like even if you do what you've been threatening to do, which is throw leaves on me, I don't think I would get upset about it. Now, I ain't gonna walk on them shits when they all hit the ground. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but like airborne leaves like i'm not outside and on a windy day when leaves are blowing around like touching leaves i would never do that to you though it's only when they're on the ground and it's only because i, I what i have deemed from it is that i don't like not being able to see what's underneath the leaves i don't know what i'm walking on and that for some reason creeps me out so i never do that to you i wouldn't i wouldn't pull a bucket out and fucking <laughs> Throw leaves on you. That'll be really fucked up to, to have to clean up. <laughs> Hate you. <laughs> Mr. Why your legs smooth as eggs? Uh is and I know that you channeled every bit of Dave Chappelle when you did that. Yes. Uh, a rock man. Uh, My balls. If y'all didn't know Dave Chappelle got a stand stand up where he talked about getting Botox tox done on his balls. <laughs> Because he wants them shits as smooth as eggs. <laughs> I don't know. I, in the random generator called fucking <laughs> life and DNA. <laughs> whatever hair, leg hairless ass ancestors I got decided to throw that my way. And I'm fine with it. I wish they would have threw me the hairless back situation. Do you know how hard it is to shave your back? <laughs> it is very hard to shave your back. I would imagine back. so. And you know, the first time I decided I'm going to shave my back, and I'm young, I'm stupid, I decided to use Nair. Why would you think? I don't know. <laughs> I wanted the shit gone. 
But I didn't realize that Nair is probably for white people. No, you can use Nair. No, 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 no. When I say Nair for white people, I mean the level of thickness of the hair makes a difference in how long you gotta have that shit on your on your body. It's for your legs. And leg hair is fine. It's not for thicker hair. Everybody leg hair ain't fine. I ain't never seen nobody with no like crazy. I mean, I'm sure it exists. Everybody leg hair ain't fine. Trust me. I've used them before, but I had I have I'm like I have hardly have eyebrows. Like I don't have a lot of hair. So so anyhow, the purpose of this story is to let you know how much of a fuck I didn't know about Nair. Okay, <laughs> I don't need correcting now. I know oh, it was stupid. Yeah. So <laughs> y'all, this story is so horrible. So. I'm like, I'm going to shave my back. I got clippers, but I can't reach. So I'm going to shave my back. I'm going to use Nair. Bought some Nair. And I'm like, how am I going to allocate this across my back? I was just So <laughs> I took the handle of the plunger off of the plunger. And I put like four socks on it. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to rub this on my back like this. That was a the worst fail plan ever. Yeah. Because what I end up because I'm reading the instructions and realizing it's a chemical, so I can't keep it on myself too long. So I start to rub the sock on my back with the stick, and the sock come off and fall down into the shower with this stuff still on my back. So I'm like, oh no, what to do? So I'm trying to rock, rinse it off, but water alone won't do it because nope. it's so thick. Mm-hmm. So I end up having to jump out of the shower and go to my carpet and just rub my carpet on the floor to get all the nair off of my back. So it's a weird combination of nair and hair on the fucking carpet in my apartment. What? Mr. On Point learned a lesson that day. <laughs> I realized how stupid I was. <laughs> Yeah, Nair, they have well now they have Nair made for other body parts for thicker hair. Apparently, I st- it stinks. That's why I don't. And it's we'll messy. never fucking use a chemical ever again to do anything with my body if I can help it. Yeah, it was ever. It, it's it. No, I haven't used Nair since I was in high school. I have tools now that yeah. that you can shave your back with, but I didn't know the Amazon wasn't really as prevalent back then as they it make is now. Tools for that? Yeah, they got like you know how you a razor. Mm-hmm. What I have now is a huge razor that has a big handle on it where oh, you can shave okay. your back like that. that and then sense. I got an electric razor, but the head of it is too little, so it takes long. Mm. And because my hair is so thick, that's why it's made for people with like that really thin ass mm. hair. Because it's so thick, it's just a pain because it pulls my hairs out every now and then. Ooh, that's and it's just irritating. Yeah. I know this is a unpalatable conversation for some people <laughs> but for the men i know some of y'all are hairy with hairy backs that's fine and for women out there you're gonna fall in love with a man before you know he got a hairy back just remember <laughs> that okay <laughs> the first time he take his shirt off you're gonna be like fuck i'm in too deep <laughs> i gotta love this shit too oh, well you don't have to love that shit but you gotta accept it at this yeah. point i mean i guess you could break up with him also, I saw you with dreads, and it was strange at first, and then that totally fit, so that's awesome. So, I used to have locks, everybody. You did. They were nice locks, too. But my hair has been thinning since since I was at AUM, since 2006. And I told everybody that as soon as these first two locks that I had at the front of my head, as soon as one of them break off, because you could tell they were, like, hanging on by a thread. <laughs> It ain't finna be none of that Jermaine Dupree shit out here. Oh, I'm so getting rid of all of it. So one day, one of my hairs was just gone. 
One of my locks was gone. I don't even know where it is. Listen, <laughs> it wasn't at work because I cleaned up my whole bar area. It wasn't in my house. It wasn't in my car. I never found it. But I just, one day I just noticed it was gone. Probably been walking the quad. <laughs> it just I don't know what happened. I think maybe the person who did my hair might have pulled it off or something and, and just, just kept it nothing. and just threw it away <laughs> and didn't say nothing. Yeah, maybe that's what happened. But I had my hair cut within the hour <laughs> that I realized that. I don't remember it being thin. It was thin and out. I always kept it like I always kept it pulled back. Nobody could really tell it was thin. I never like let it like hang. If it were to hang, you'd be able to tell. What you don't want? Have you seen Stevie Wonder lately? I have, but it's fine because he hadn't seen Stevie Wonder. But it's still sad to see he got like four dreads. He won't let him go. Why would he? Cause it looks stupid. He I know some, he don't have to see it, but he knows other people. Do can you know see the it. end of one of them dreads got his 1970s experience in it? <laughs> Why would you want to cut that off? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He is not. I mean, oh. not, the very tip of his dreads got his old. Like when he first started growing, that's half from goddamn a long time ago. He is not Samson. His musical ability is not in his dreads. <laughs> what if it is? <sighs> I mean. At this point, I don't think it matter. <laughs> Listen, he can't see his. He, he can't see his point. lineup. I know. What do he care? Every time I see him, I feel so bad. <laughs> he just looks sad. It looks sad. It looks no, it's terrible. okay. It's okay, Stevie. <laughs> also, what did you think of Devil May Cry Five's demo, Red? So I haven't. Uh, I downloaded. It, I haven't played it, and the reason I haven't played it is because so I paid eighty dollars for Dark Siders Three. Okay, because I got the. The one that had the um some armor in it or whatever, and so first of all, don't buy that goddamn game because it sucks. But I finally was making headway because here's what I didn't realize: I don't buy new games. So by the time I play games, there's whole walkthroughs. So like, if I get stuck, I can go find my way out. It's a new game. <laughs> don't nobody have, and I you know have put out a walkthrough yet. So. I kept getting stuck and so what happened was I finally was making headway and started playing it and I just haven't made it to them because I was like oh, okay I'm on a roll now that game sucks balls though I know if you're a Darksiders fan because Leroy said something to me about he wanted to you know finish out the trilogy Elroy Elroy he keep changing the shit Elroy said <laughs> uh that he want but there's supposed to be a fourth one because it's four horsemen of the apocalypse but that game sucks the save mechanism is terrible because you way off from a save point and so you make a whole lot of uh, strides and then you die and you gotta do all of that shit all over again or the difficulty rating or settings that don't the way that it ha it works is that it don't matter what difficulty you put it on. As you level up, they level the monsters up. So, like, they get hit, a monster hits you three times and you're dead. Sucks. So, I haven't played Devil May Cry 5. I'm a huge Devil May Cry fan. And, actually, I had started playing DMC when I got frustrated with Dark Sun. Um, so, when I get frustrated again, I'll just play 5. But I love the demo. It. Okay. Comes out next year. I am a biased Mark. Devil May Cry Five it. fan I, or Devil May Cry series fan. Yeah, love it. Love that. And Nero. it was Nero. It's Nero. Yeah. It's Nero. And with his arm, they just gave him like a, a arm that disconnects, and he have like different. So you know, Nero had that arm where it can like bring stuff to him. He could, mm -hmm. and that was a uh, that was an integral part of the game. Mm -hmm. 
what it is now is like he got disconnected arm that you can disconnect and he got different types of, of power oh, so he can it. change them out yeah uh and you pick them up around the game they like around the maps and stuff like that yeah. so you running and you see one of the power-ups you can go pick up an arm because you use them up as you use them mm. uh and then he still has his power-up sword they clearly wouldn't let you for this demo power it up any more than it was because if you remember he yeah. got that special sword where you could power it up to different levels and mm -hmm. do different stuff but it looked like devil may cry it feel like devil may cry uh, the little bit of story video that we get clearly is going to be that enthralling type of story that Devil May Cry and that's why I like poses and presents. The storyline is really good. Always. If you never played Devil May Cry, it's basically this devil hunter named Dante who his dad is a demon and his mom was an angel. They're Nephilim. Yeah, so yeah. Nephilim, the 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 unlawful in that world. Because uh, they're not supposed to meeting between yeah. them to create it. Him and his twin brother. And the whole story is just about this dude who is a devil hunter for hire mm -hmm. until he goes trying to hunt his dad. And just the dialogue, his character, it's like a bad, he's just like a badass dude. Yeah. Like if you just go look up videos from all the Devil May Cry, just look at all the cutscenes, he just unbothered and badass. And that's like a combination that I need in my character. So I'm a fan of it. And DMC was the young version of him. So he really didn't give a fuck. He was really just like. I think D DMC was supposed to be a reboot, but I don't think it was so popular, even mm -hmm. though the game was fantastic. It was amazing. And so it looked like they going back to like, the st it looked like this was an offshoot and now they're going to try to get back to what the first four was. Because yeah, usually he's he's pretty old, like, mm -hmm. like like super old, but like DMC was probably the youngest he's been in one of the games. Like he was like a 20 something, I guess is yeah. what I would say. And then in the other ones, he's like an older, more... Or I don't know. I got to read up about DMC because the way the whole game played out, it do seem like it could just be before all of that other shit happened. It do play like that. And the ending do play like that, yeah. too. I didn't realize, and I just realized this one, again, because I'm playing back through DMC, that they had a second story where you play as Virgil. Yeah, you can play as, Vir as a twin brother. I started playing that, too. Again, so that's my, that's my let me not fuck my Xbox up. When Dark Siders start fucking with me, yeah. <laughs> I had to go play something else. But so, yeah, Cliff, I haven't uh, gotten a chance, but I'm, I'm totally playing. Too. Biased fan. Also, do you guys ever wonder a question if your dream will come true, whatever it is? And if you guys do, what do you guys do or recommend to bring yourself back to stability? You, I mean. So I don't, I don't have a dream per se. Uh, dream is just so big and all encompassing and subjective. I, I just have objectives. Yeah. You know, I have goals. I have little things that I want to meet that are quantifiable that can be recognized immediately. Do but I for me, them? what brings me back to stability, the, I always go back to self-care. To me, self-care is the equivalent to the totem that you expected to have in Inception. If y'all remember Inception, oh, yeah. they're expected to have this thing that they know the weight of it, the size of it. They know exactly the feel of it so that they know whether they're in reality mm -hmm. or they're in Inception. Because in Inception, like, shit is different. Like, the weight and perception of shit. If you're holding something, you know that it's real. Mm -hmm. And at one point, somebody asked, can I see your totem? He said, nope. Like, you got to know your totem. No, it's for nobody else to know. Mm -hmm. That could be manipulated. Yeah. And in the movie... Leonardo DiCaprio's ex-wife, she lost grip on reality completely. And that totem is to make sure that he realizes that he's not going to be told. To me, self-care is that for me. 
Self-care is that part. And to me, self-care is playing the game, making candles, debating on Facebook. But that's me. This is me now. This, this ain't everybody. But it's also going out and being social. It's also doing things that is hard to do because, you know, you, you might be in a funk, but you need to do things to get out of your patterns. When you get stuck in that pattern of feeling like you're not accomplishing your dreams, of feeling like you're not moving forward and progressing in life, you've got to diffuse that shit. You can't let that shit keep building up because what your life becomes is a jack-in-the-box of unpredictability where every step you're taking, you cranking the crank and cranking the crank and cranking the crank and bullshit pop out when you least <laughs> expect it and when you're trying to be productive about something. So take care of your damn self. It's in the phrase self-care. This is for everybody, but more so for me, I got to tell myself this shit in the mirror. Eddie, take care of your damn self, bro. Like, when have you done something for yourself? You know what I'm saying? Go search fucking Amazon. Buy something for $4. Like, buy something <laughs> for yourself just for so to have the process of waiting for it and the anticipation. Find a new project to do. Find a new game to play. Go to a new place out in the city and take some pictures. Like We haven't done that in a while. We haven't. We need to do that. <laughs> we do. But whatever, it is, whatever your thing is, whatever your interests are, plan that in your life. And this for everybody. Put that shit on a schedule. If you live in the Birmingham area, and I'm sure a lot of different cities have this, there's a thing called Birmingham365.org. Mm -hmm. It has free paid activities, concerts, food trucks, everything. Like, put some of that shit on a calendar and plan to do some of it. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't get to it, the plan is better than just sitting there with no idea of what you could do to make your situation, your life better. Yeah. You know, and I think that it diffuses it it helps you clear out your mind and it helps you keep your eye on the prize of whatever you call what you're trying to accomplish you can call it your dream rock man i call it my objectives and my goals and that's what it is for me that's just my perspective what i would say is what i have learned about you say dream but it's it, it's a long-term goal right your dream is the thing long term that you want to achieve um and what i always tell people we always get encouraged to have long-term goals have a plan have a five-year plan have a 10-year plan you should but what i tell people is that if you don't have um if you don't have places on the road to that goal that you you deem as accomplishments you're going to get really frustrated. And that's why people quit a lot of times. If you only have a goal, you have your only goal is that going to require 10 years for you to complete it. You're going to feel un, um, you're not going to feel like you're, you're doing anything on the road to them. Ten, but no 10 year goal gets done without you doing shit on the way. So I always tell you got to have like small milestones. Like, yeah, you hadn't got there yet, but if you've been doing stuff, you kind of have to give yourself credit for those things because I think sometimes people see the long-term goal and because you haven't achieved it and it's been this amount of time, you feel like it's never going to happen. But if you are making strides at getting there, you kind of have to give yourself credit for those things. Sometimes we just look at what we ain't did. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to what we've done leading up to that. So um, make sure that you have short-term goals on the way to that long-term goal or your dream as you call it um because if you don't you're gonna feel like you're not doing shit or you're gonna feel like it's never gonna happen but no long-term goals gets accomplished without you doing stuff in the meantime 
So just kind of give yourself credit for those. And don't only have that be the thing you're working on. Like, to a lot, the reason why I will stop playing Dark Siders and go and do something else is because I know if I get hyper focused on this, I'm gonna start fucking up, right? Because I'm just like, I gotta get this. Done. So I'll, I'll stop. I take breaks. I will put the shit down and go do something else or play a different game or, you know, and then come back to it. Uh, and so sometimes you have to do that. You can't be hyper focused. Um, it's kind of like that thing when you looking for something and you can't find it and then somebody else comes step in and, and go right to it because you're so hyper-focused on finding it that you're ignoring the shit that's right in front of you kind of thing. You kind of have to make sure that you are giving yourself breaks from it. Don't get hyper-focused because you think that that would be a good thing and you'll get it accomplished faster, but it's going to cause you a lot of stress. So that's what I would say. Last thing... uh Plug for the Kingdom with Hell. This is a game that Rockman 3K3 is working on. Yes. Uh, on Facebook, go over to Red Dreams Interactive. And uh, there's some shared posts to how you can give some input. Uh, it could be, if you, you know, look into the project, it can be based on, you know, what you see. And otherwise, it can just be what you like in uh, RPGs and just give some input on what might make a good game for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, appreciate you. Rockman for sending in that that email. Indeed. And on to the last listener voice letter. Yeah, because AC Blow is lazy. And I say this with love because so am I. So our our conversations on Facebook are through voice memos. <laughs> because neither one of us don't be wanting to type shit. So I'm going to um, play the voice memo um, so y'all can hear his questions. He had two. I have a listener letter that I like to submit but I don't want to submit a letter I just want to say it right now so in the midst of all of this Kevin Hart controversy and his tweets about the LMNOP community um, is there a subject matter that a comedian cannot make fun of is there such a thing I mean, I could write a letter if you want to, but I just want to know, is it anything that a comedian cannot talk about? Do they have creative license to make fun of any and everything that they feel? Also, I just want to let you know, Jacquees is the king of R&B when it comes to just generation. We'll get into the second one, I guess. Oh, do you want me to go ahead and play it? Play it. Okay, so... question is like what constitutes a generation we need like concrete timelines for when this new generation began because to me chris brown is the king of r&b for this generation right i mean that's that's that would be the current generation right and then i guess for our generation it would have to be usher and for the generation before that, I would assume that it would be R. Kelly, right? Those were his voice memos. <laughs> okay. Let's handle the first one with comedians. Okay. you. I'm going to let you take that because you got a lot to say about that, I know. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> you got a lot of opinion about that. I have, I have an ongoing issue with that trend in our society. I do want people to be held to 
certain standards. But my question is, and I've asked this before on the podcast, how far do we go back to retroactively apply old material to new standards? That's a question. I mean, it's really subjective content, so it's hard to say, okay, he said this in the 90s. We don't know how the culture was in the 90s. We know that it wasn't a Me Too movement. We know that you could get away with saying more inflammatory and homophobic things, but we that like there's no scale to determine that. So I don't know if Kevin Hart, I don't know if everybody has to go back and delete all of their tweets and all of the things that they said that might have been problematic. I don't know if you should have to do that. But I also don't think it's fair to hold people to standards when there is no way like the next time kevin hart get invited to something there's no way to know if he's addressed this before like he said i don't address this before over and over and over like what at what point at what point it is okay for people because what i don't know is are these people targeting like are people who ain't happy with you targeting you because they don't want you to be a part of that play that position or is it a situation where a person is genuinely disgruntled that they found that out about you and they trying to expose it? I think we and we talked about this uh, outside of the show, but I and I'm sure you're going to get there about how certain comedians could get away with certain stuff. Because the thing about it is, I think that like anybody that ever listened to Corey Holcomb, Corey Holcomb is one of the most offensive motherfuckers on the planet like he make jokes about abortions and say that women have graveyards and if it's like he is super offensive but nobody expects anything like it wouldn't have been a that he would never have had a kevin hart situation he just said way worse shit but i well, think let me get let me get to my point <clears throat> yeah i'm oh, sorry oh uh, because i want you to tap dance on what we was talking about the other day what, what were we talking about the the point I was making oh, about yeah. the whole thing. Okay. Um, so let's to answer the question, are there limits to what comedians can do? I think the answer is yes. Every comedian is not as proficient with the human language and as intelligent as a Dave Chappelle or a Chris Rock. You can call yourself a comedian and be homophobic. That makes it problematic for you to say homophobic shit. Like the essence of being able to say these things is that you don't inherently have the disdain with that group that your comedy like that. The call outs for it implies, for example, the shit Kevin Hart said was how afraid he would be if he had a gay son. Mm -hmm. That is hard not to see that as inflammatory towards that group because. It's just, I just don't want my son to be that. And he said he would have basically abused his kid. He was knocking both sides Exactly. <laughs> like, like that would overturn it. But see, Dave Chappelle, when he came out with these first two new comedy shows, mm -hmm. the first one, he told a joke that didn't go over well with the trans community. Mm -hmm. And in the second stand-up, he told a joke in which he ended up going home that night with a trans person. See, the, the genius in somebody like Dave Chappelle is that he knows where the markers on the scale are. He knows how to push it over here, and he knows how to push it back. Mm -hmm. He knows how to push it over here, and he knows how to push it back. Even with the shit that Dave Chappelle said that got him problems, 
Dave Chappelle ain't on the news for no shit like this. Mm-mm. That's because he knows that scale. Everybody don't know it. His whole damn show was <laughs> talking about race relations and made fun of different things. So, I mean, oh my God. The um <laughs> the gay the world where like he your um the yard worker was gay and he had him pushing the lawnmower when he had on the booty shorts and he was well, ass scented. Ass I mean, <laughs> but the thing about Dave Chappelle is anything we've ever heard him in and seen him in, it doesn't seem like he has an inflammatory inherent hatred towards any of those groups. Mm-hmm. Now, joke. to go into another dialogue, so and uh, you know this is gonna get some flack and this goes into kind of what i'm saying but i don't know if i fully agree nick cannon called out sarah silverman Mm -hmm. um what's that popular white lady name Uh, oh amy uh, amy schumer chelsea handler he called them out saying why they not losing opportunities and he caught put out they they inflammatory post about homosexuality and they got some and I saw a post that said you can't compare them to a Kevin Hart because their histories and their past are still steeped in support for the homosexual community. They've, if you look up their histories, they've helped in some instances put the homo homosexual community up on a pedestal. It's not like so. That's when when a comedian says this is just jokes. I think it has to come with something that does not confirm that it's not a joke. That is not a joke. Yeah. So if you if you find just somebody finds you gay bashing on a on a old video and you tell jokes with homophobic stuff in it, that can't be just jokes. That's really a part of who you are, which means that whatever you're saying is inflammatory. So to me, Every comedian don't get a pass to say what the fuck they want to say because they're a comedian. I think that you need to use material that doesn't reflect the fucked up part of society. Like you can't say I hate this shit about shit that is offensive and you really hate it and then tell jokes about it because it becomes a thin line between it being a joke and it just being a funny way to spread your hate speech. Yeah. Corey Hogan will never be as big as Kevin Hart. He'll never be a Dave Chappelle. Because, like, there are people who who find that to be funny, but it's also a lot of people that get offended by him. And so it ain't – he is not going to be advertiser-friendly. <laughs> so, like, and I think that comedians like him, he didn't accept it that. And he just yeah. going to do what he going to do. And he know that it's going to – hinder his ability to like climb up the ranks of, of great comedians like he's never gonna be that because of how offensive he is and he he isn't a dave chappelle who knows how to do it in a way where dave chappelle is iconic that fucking show people still run around making uh having one-liners from his show exactly. you know what i'm saying like he he's iconic now at this point and like a cory holcomb will never be that but i think <laughs> I think that another person is good with that was uh, uh, Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. He's really good with telling a black joke or using the N-word in his jokes. And it, it never really wrangled the feathers of the black community so heavily because he know he knew how to push that back and forth. Like he, he told a joke about going back in time. And he was like, as a black person, what you can go back like to the late 70s, <laughs> 80s, before your experience starts to get like fucked up. 
you know, but as a white person, like I can go back to whenever I want to, like it, it don't really matter to me, you know? And then he was like, uh, if we had to renew being white every year, I renew that shit in a heartbeat. Like, and that, that was the gist of his joke, but he knew how to move it back and forth. It's now, unfortunately, it's unfortunate that he was being his dick off in plants That's what in front of up. other comedians. Yeah, That's unfortunate, you know, but I think there is a certain type of comedian that should be able to have the access to that because one, their past is not steeped into some, in some kind of biases that make people feel like what they're doing is actually hate speech. It gives them that credence to be able to have that freedom for jokes because people don't believe that your jokes are just what you consider a funny way of spreading hate speech. And they know how to move that scale back and forth when they actually fuck up because it ain't like Dave Chappelle ain't fucked up. But he knew how to move that scale back in that situation. I'm willing to say that not very many comedians can do that to say that comedians should just be able to have that just because comedians. I mean, we see on Facebook every day where people say some offensive ass bullshit and be like, I was just joking. Oh, you can't yeah. take a joke. No, nigga. like that ain't a fucking joke. It's not funny. You know what I'm saying? So I don't you think you ain't a comedian, bitch. I just <laughs> think that saying it's jokes or uh, comedians can do this is is it's not it's it shouldn't be smoking mirrors for i can say whatever i want and just mm. pretend like it's jokes and shit that that ain't how it's supposed to go so uh second part was the king of r&b for this generation let me say because i don't think people some people are not realizing that he said of this generation he didn't say period so this is not a conversation about king of r&b period it is about whether or not he's the king of r&b of this generation which I don't even know none of his fucking music. Like, seriously, the thing I know about Jacquees or Jacquez or whatever say his name is that his toes are fucked up. He he posted a picture with some Gucci slides and niggas went in on his feet. That's really all I know about him. So, like, I don't know about King Jacquees. <laughs> I don't know about that. I agree with um, AC. Like, I, I Chris Brown, Usher for Us. I guess R. Kelly, here's the thing. I had a whole conversation with Cole Jackson about R. Kelly because I would say I don't understand why people go to him. There, there was people before him. And for me, R. Kelly, he's R&B, but like, and we had a whole argument about this. For me, R. Kelly, R&B for me is, they talk about relationships, okay? People who sing R&B, different points in relationships. Sex is a part of that. But they also is breakup songs, is makeup songs, is stay together. Well, R. Kelly songs. got all of that. Most of his shit, though. Not most of it. Not, Not most, most of, of it? it is sex. No. What? A he healthy portion of it is sex. And all of his, don't get me wrong, his after 2002 shit, sex mostly. Yes. But if we're talking about the time in which we're referencing him being the king of R&B, he had, uh, he had half on a baby. Which Half is on a baby is sex. Damn, I'm, I meant to say something. <laughs> I meant to say, uh, look, one, he got all these inspirational songs. Okay, okay, let that's me like six or seven. Let me talk about that though. The inspirational songs only came out after some sexual misconduct on his part. He loved to like fuck up and then come out with some forgive me. Then we'll have to apply that to his whole career because he married fucking Aaliyah when she was fifteen. I mean. Is it inspirational if it's just to cover his ass? Like, I believe I Can Fly was not that. It wasn't. I believe I was fine for a movie. It was on the soundtrack. Yeah, for Space Jam. Like, for Space Jam. But, like, 
what was the other songs? The other inspirational songs. Oh, uh, you saved me. Was that him? Yeah, you saved me. That was in re- he, well. He got down low. That ain't about sex. That's about problematic relationship dynamics. But it ain't about <laughs> sex. He had if I could turn back the hands in time. That's about his woman dying. Like he has a range of dealing with emotional shit. It's just the shit that your friends like the most, and who that are likely the most play when you in their room. Is that freaky shit? But that's what I mean. His for me, what he his well now it's gonna be being a nasty pedophile. But his legacy is sex songs. Like I feel like the bump and grind. Like that's what he gonna be known for. Of course, that's what the women love. Not you. No, but that's what the women (laughs) love. Okay, so let me let me give you my perspective. I think the definition of the king of R&B at any given time is star power and featureability uh, in, in order to make a hit. So when you say Chris Brown is a star. Yes. And if he get on somebody's song, it's damn near a hit. Yes. Usher, damn star. Yeah. If you put him on somebody's song, it was damn near going to make a hit. Mm-hmm. R. Kelly, star power. Yeah. He was definitely a star in the generation we talking about. Yes. And any song you could put R. Kelly on, or if R. Kelly put somebody on his song, them songs is hits. Yeah. I think that's what it is. You can't just be a good ass singer, sell out. Jacquees at Quest, but that ain't even a good singer though. I went to listen to some of his music to see why he making it, and it's like nigga. he just got a lot of unnecessary runs. And I think <laughs> so. Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle, in one of those stand ups made made a uh, a comment. Not a comment, but like a joke, or maybe this was in an interview, but he said that the nature of comedy and rap is that you essentially believe you the best. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the essence of it. Like, yeah. you're I'm the best comedian. Mm-hmm. You talk about what other comedians influenced you, but you don't necessarily believe that they better than you. Mm-hmm. That's how somebody like Cassidy can say I'm the top five dead or alive. <laughs> Cassidy. When Cassidy might actually be dead right now. I don't know. I ain't seen him or heard from him or shit. But that's how somebody like him can say I'm top five dead or alive. And and that's how a comedian can say I'm the best. Richard Pryor paved the way, but I'm the best at what I do. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same for these new age artists because they are more like they more close to rappers than they are True. singers. Well, but even the ones that ain't do it, you had uh, Jay Holiday. Listen, and this is what fucked me up with Jay Holiday. Jay Holiday, you still put this video out of you talking about how how great you are with a bitch thinking that you was the ballet. <laughs> Your ego is so big that you still put this shit out. I would never so have So Jay Holiday, <laughs> so y'all don't know what she's talking about, Jay Holiday, which is a singer. He came out with an album. Bad is probably the most known Bad is the song, song that you know from. He came out with a second album called Round Two. Um, but he had a video talking shit about Jacquees, talking about he the king. And a woman come up to him and say, hey, are you the valet? <laughs> and he like, no, nah, baby, I ain't the valet with a $1,000 Gucci jacket on. Like, Jay, Jay. Sir. First of all, I doubt that you had on a $1,000. It might have been $1,000 when Bad was popular. I just ain't believing you got the money to buy that shit currently, and it's a current he do. jacket. He do. Oh, what? Man, <laughs> these stars be selling out concerts enough to have a prolonged life. Not Jay Holiday, though. Listen, if Jay Holiday <laughs> did a, a tour, 
it'll be enough people to pay him to live a comfortable life and that be all he do for the rest of his life. Jay Holiday? Yes. It's one hit wonders today. That's who he is. Well, I'm saying it's one hit wonders today. Who ain't did shit else since? Who's still doing shows? I guess. That they, they be he had another song. They be bad making is, money off that shit. I can't shit. remember the other one. He had two songs. It, it was it was bad and some. I other actually song. liked this first album. I went, I didn't that bad. I hated the. Eh, eh, it just annoyed me. I hated that fucking song. It did make me want to listen to the rest of his album. I listened to the album. It was all right. He got he got a voice. I just don't know no where the fuck he been and how he think he could pop up now and be a part of the conversation. And then for you to get mistaken for a valet, I just I felt so embarrassed that moment because like he tried to play it off, but it's like no. But I do think it's about star power because you don't have it. But because if you look at look at Trey songs. Trey Songz has put out just as many albums as Chris Brown. Yeah. He got some number ones, yeah. but at the end of the day, you can't put Trey Songz on something and guarantee a hit. No. And Mm-mm. Trey Songz just don't have that star power. Like everybody don't want Trey Songz everywhere. Mm-hmm. Chris Brown is everywhere. That's what they want him. Who? So, but because everybody going back and stopping at R. Kelly, beyond R. Kelly, who was like of the generation? Because like, so here's my thing, and this is a conversation again that I had with Cole. It's like R and B has all these. So you got neo soul, you got soul. Because my mama generation, I guess the whole fucking shit would have just been soul. I don't know that any of them would be considered R and B artists. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. when was it R and B and not soul? When did it switch over? Um. Cause like Al Green, Teddy Pendergrass, like all of them artists like that. Well, I mean, I think all of that shit, can, like rhythm and blues, was essentially when you go back to that like BB King type shit. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I, I think I, all I was, this other stuff like came from other genres, and it's just like they just started isolating them. I mean, I don't know what make Michael Jackson pop and not R and B. Yeah, he was very adamant. Is it about because his, his music pop. is popular? Because pop music is popular music, is it? Is it because he's uh, because he got universal appeal? Because he appealed to white and black people? I don't know. Because to me, it seemed like that same list means that you cater to black people almost exclusively. Yeah, maybe. You know, but when you go know. back beyond there, I really don't think. I really think you're getting out of R and B and into soul and funk and all that other stuff. I so think, when did R and B begin? I don't know. I feel like R and B is a combination of all that shit. I feel like. R&B is like a combination of like 90s soul pop all that shit going from the 80s going into the 90s yeah it's like cause when you listen to like you got Tevin Campbell you got Keith well when Sweat. you listen to Tevin Campbell he got he got some funk sounds he got mm-hmm. some soul sounds he got some R&B sounds he got some pop sounds like I think all that shit started to be combined while it was being separated but I also think that separation shit is for charting purposes. Mm-hmm. I don't think it really means shit. I th- we come for it to mean shit, but I th- they create new categories for shit all the time yeah, to try to do. put these different artists up and get these new artists a, a lot of play. So I think like just separating it into soul and funk and pop. I Neo think that's soul. yeah. I think that shit serves some kind of uh, charting purpose, bureaucratic purpose yeah. for the whole industry. And we've adopted that to try to separate it, but I really don't think it means shit for real. Because Terry, Terry Campbell was on Fresh Prince. Like, he was doing TV so, like in I don't, his heyday. I don't, I don't think he had that star power, though. You don't think Terry Campbell had star power? Not in terms of making a song a hit. 
outside of his own few. I mean, like he, I the goofy. The, he did the the theme song from the Goofy movie because he was good for the kids <laughs> at that time. Oh uh, yeah, before the trans- yeah, before all thing. that shit, he was good with the kids. <laughs> I mean, when he was on Fresh Prince, he was a damn kid. He was like sixteen. Yeah, he was Ashley's birthday gift. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. So I don't know. So I, I who think, in the '90s had so not R. Kelly? Like, no, it was R. Kelly. It was so R. Kelly. Nobody before him. Uh, that's when we started getting the soul, but I would probably say somebody like Luther Vandross. Oh, okay. Maybe. Luther, yeah. You know, Luther. Van- I mean, when you went back, I think Luther Vandross was the one. Luther Vandross was featured on all kinds of shit. He was. Um, that goddamn here and now was played at every wedding. Every wedding mm-hmm. <laughs> for the long. It's still sometimes people still use it as a wedding song. And that's that's if you don't discern soul and shit. But otherwise, it was Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson featured in everything. Michael Jackson song. Very adamant how, about he pop. He how dominant he, he was on the be. chart. But that's what I'm saying. Like to me, to me, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know how you define pop. You know what I'm saying? Because he has some, he has some R&B songs. Yeah, he did. R. Kelly has some pop songs. Yeah. You know, like so. I don't. I really don't know where that scale is supposed to be at. I don't know. But. Jacquees, you ain't the one. Hell no. That's not to say he can't be the one. I really think that if he could have been the one, this fucked it up. (laughs) But I don't even know who else, who else is singing right now that's new, that's up and coming for the new generation. Like when Chris Brown go down, who going up? Like where is Miguel in this? Miguel don't really feature in shit. Mm -hmm. Bruno Mars. Well, he featured, but he featured on stuff that like he featured. There's a he got a J Cole song that he uh, featured on. That's a newer song, but it's like J, people like J Cole are not gonna be hugely mainstream like that. So I, I mean, where's Bruno Mars? I mean, you I know said what I'm saying? Bruno Mars and Cole was like that. He pop. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, because <laughs> I was like Bruno Mars out here dominating every goddamn thing. And that album ain't even new. I guess the big question then becomes what what makes it pop and what makes it not. Is it the kind of instruments or is it just who it appeals to? Because then when the only two distinguishing factors between like do it have to be a whole album sounding like Donnell Jones shit for it to be <laughs> R&B? What if his what if the next album that uh Chris Brown come out sound like Bruno Mars shit? Is he now a pop artist or is he R&B? Like or is the artist the nature of the artist what makes them pop and R&B? I see it it gets too cloudy for me with that shit. Lazy Bone had a problem with some was it Migos said it themselves or somebody said something about Migos being the greatest rap group of all time and then of course Lazy Bone was like fuck out of here Bone Thugs and Harmony. So then it was like are we going to do another one for a rap group? Cuz you got Ghetto Boys, you got I mean there's a bunch of Listen, man, it's a lot of different lanes for people out here. Yeah. Be more specific, man. <laughs> the best rap group that rap fast as hell. Okay, <laughs> fucking Bone Thugs and Harmony definitely win that category. Nigga, I couldn't even understand what they were saying. Like, you couldn't even rap along with them because it was too fast. And you didn't know what they were saying. The best groups for niggas on their worst day might put on ski masks and go rob people. Ghetto boys, yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> Best duo for people who done N-W-A. busted a head before. 
fucking eight balling MJG. Okay, we good. NWA fuck the police. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, it's it's a lot of lanes for people. You know what I'm saying? It don't have to be I'm the best. Like, and the only thing that Jaquees is the best at right now is the the nigga that currently sang with with braids. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I literally don't know any of his songs. He. But again, he getting a lot a of criticism. I yeah, hope he, he can is. handle this shit well. He, I, I hope he didn't think people was gonna be like, "Yeah, you're right." Like he had to have seen the fallout from this. Yeah, people ain't as uh, forgiving and understanding <laughs> of social context as I am in terms of, <laughs> "Hey, listen, he gonna believe he gonna believe he the best." You shouldn't say it. <laughs> you shouldn't say it yet. Shut the fuck I up. mean, to he be honest, got more shine off of this than he had for his goddamn music. Do he even have an album? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he said I'm the king of R&B. He ain't sold more than nobody. He ain't got no current album, it seems. If he do. Ain't he the one that was going back before with Ellie Ma about redoing her song or some shit with her song? I have no idea. I but I just know when his album come out, I'm going to listen to it now. Not, but he going to get, see, and now he didn't open himself up for everybody to be rating him so harshly. Like, they really going to be listening. That shit got to be good. He They showed a video of him singing, and his son, he just had so many unnecessary runs. He was just, and they were the same kind of runs. It's like, where's your range? Like, is yeah, and that's it did that to me, too. I'm, like, overly harshly criticizing yeah. the dude because yeah. he put himself in this position. <laughs> he did. Don't say you the best. No. Say I'm good what I do and I love it. That's it. Say that. Yeah. That's all. He went too far. I can be somebody's, I can be somebody's, what is it called when you help them craft what to say and shit? PR person? I can be the PR person for these people. (laughs) I can help you seem humble even though you're arrogant ass crack. He should have definitely stayed humble and sat down. Uh, So that was all of the questions from this week. If you have a question you'd like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationcallartist at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Call Artist, and send it to us that way. Um, did we do a whole half again? Is it a whole half? More than half. Oh, shit. Okay. I'm going to combine these two because okay. it's been a lot of just social media bullshit this week. You got Kanye having a whole argument with his goddamn self. I don't even know what he's talking about as far as Drake is concerned, but he was dragging his... Kanye drags his mental health in when it benefits him, uh, which it kind of annoys me. And then you had Offset begging and pleading for... Let me say, let me start with that, because I want to talk to you bitches for a second. All right. What I can't stand... (laughs) Is I don't know if this is for publicity or not with Cardi and Offset. Let's say it ain't. Let's say he has been having community dick out here and just giving it to whoever and all that, and they married. All you bitches who under these posts talking about, girl, Cardi, take him back. Give him another chance. He really seems sincere. Fuck all of y'all. Fuck y'all. Don't be encouraging nobody to stay with no cheating ass motherfucker. That shit annoys the, oh, it annoys me so bad. And I really have to stop myself from replying to these kind of comments and being like, bitch, you tried it. Like, really? So the latest in this saga is that she had a show. uh, And in the middle of her goddamn show, Offset had people come on the stage with 
uh, will you forgive me, Cardi? And then here he come on the stage. What you not going to do is come to my job and think, I will embarrass you in front of your people. You think by coming up here on this stage, you safe, and I'm going to have some decorum because we in front of folks. But what you don't realize is that the fact that you came up on stage means you ain't got no goddamn decorum, so I'm going to match you. You want to come up here and give them a show? I'm going to give them a show because I'm going to embarrass the fuck out of you. Don't come to my job with no shit. You fucked up, and then you going to come disrupt me at work? Which work for her is on the goddamn stage. Wasn't nothing sweet about that. I'd have cussed him all the way out. He would have been so angry at me. Or maybe he would have knew better than to do that. Because he would have knew I ain't the bitch to, to do that with. Because I'm going to embarrass you. You sorry now. You weren't sorry when you was fucking sorry last week. The fuck out of here. Now you sorry. And then bitches was like, oh, he embarrassed her in public. And now he apologizing in public. Bitch bitch bye sit down fuck out of here okay so i'm cardi b and i'm in the middle of my set and somebody on my security team <laughs> let offset just come up on the stage and give his little speech how, how do we know this man was how we know he was like listen y'all i'm going to get my girl back but the evil devil on his shoulder was like and if you don't you're gonna kill her <laughs> don't nobody know that <laughs> True. Like who did did he pay somebody off? Did they just let him up? Like, like did he know them because him and Cardi are a thing? Is how deep of a level level of entitlement to women do you think you're supposed to have to be able to do your own thing and think that your woman is supposed to come back and be in your life? No, sir. Your woman is gone now. If she go back to you, she's silly. Hell the fuck yeah. Which means you probably going to do the same thing you've been doing. But, you know, it also make me wonder, like, if he doing his own thing, what does Cardi have that he values that much? Because it ain't the child. Don't nobody even say that shit because he got other kids out here. That what he does Cardi even... have that he values so much that he didn't value it before this shit happened? That he would go to these lengths to say, I loved you, bruh. And then that's, that's it. he got on stage talking about some, bro, I want to, uh, I'm sorry, bro. What, nigga? Not only did you come disrupt me at work, but your idea of a romantic apology is calling me, bro, bitch? No. Listen. <laughs> I don't care if that's how he talk. That ain't how you talk to me. Listen, I ain't one of your niggas. <laughs> it's just beyond how you talk. That is offset. <laughs> what do you fucking expect him to do? Do you expect him to say, hello, my dearest Cardi, I'd like to express my sincerest apologies for my transgressions no, but no. Not, bruh. that's how he talk okay damn you can't expect offset the nigga name offset he's off very much so and in his actions and in his apologies like that shit ain't cute i didn't think it was cute when robin thick did that shit forgive me paula whatever the fuck that damn album was called where he begging and goddamn pleading you should have been doing that when you was out here fucking bitches I don't care nothing about how you sorry now. I don't care about how you didn't realize shit is wrong. You knew that shit was wrong when you were sneaking around doing it or you wouldn't have been fucking sneaking. I'm supposed to believe that you just somehow came to some kind of goddamn realization about what I mean and what this relation. Get the fuck out of my Listen, face. <laughs> men need some integrity in these situations, okay? <laughs> the first layer of integrity should be that you don't do shit like this, all exactly. right? Don't do it. Mm -mm. If you commit yourself to one woman, be that woman's man or 
talk in the fucking polyamory <laughs> or open relationship or some alternative relationship where you can get some of what you want, but you can't have everything you want on every front. The second layer of that integrity is if you fuck up and get caught, because clearly if you're the kind of man that's fucking up, you got to get caught to recognize something about it. Just pack your shit. Like if I'm, <laughs> if, I, if I'm in a relationship and I do something wrong and I know I'm doing something wrong and I get caught, my shit will be packed up when she get home. I will have packed my shit up and said, I don't deserve this relationship. <laughs> I clearly am not mature enough to handle the responsibilities that come along with commitment because I have been doing my own thing. And you know what? <laughs> you don't deserve a nigga like me trying to convince you to be with me. Fuck you don't deserve that. No. So I'm going to leave. I'm going to do my own thing. Hopefully this make me better. I'm sorry this finna hurt. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> like damn where's the integrity at niggas be like man but i want everything i want come back <laughs> oh, don't worry about all of them pictures you seen with me and them other women's it happened but damn don't worry about it <laughs> so this take me into uh tiana taylor's video which i'm just gonna talk about just the parallel so i like tiana taylor's album outside of it being produced by kanye and all of this shenanigans that he had with that shit but it's got a song on there called Gonna Love Me. And it's essentially about her saying that she value a dude and she, I'm gonna love it. And so when I listen to the song from the album, I'm like, oh damn, what did she, she must have fucked something up. Like she must have did something wrong. And the video comes out and Ghostface Killer is in the video. And it starts off with him and her fighting because she found a cell phone that she didn't know about. Now, it, they in a long term relationship. They live together. She found a cell phone that's his burner cell phone. And. He fucked up. Bruh, my face when he showed me this goddamn video. <laughs> he was so fucked angry. Up. And her whole first verse is about how maybe she made him feel insecure. Maybe she's fucking up. After the video paints a picture of him clearly fucking up. So I'm like, how much of an apologist is she gonna be for this oh, dude's bullshit? Jesus. And it's then Ghostface Killer first verse is why do we always go through this shit? And I'm like, because you fucking up, up bro. <laughs> you did this. What are you talking about? And and that video just channeled every bit of that Cardi B offset situation. It's like this nigga really expect her to accept his bullshit and his flaws. Let me tell you something. And this this is something that has always irritated me about when folks get cheated on. She gets cheated on, and then people say, well, you going to throw away the, your your whole relationship? Am I going to throw away the... I didn't throw away a goddamn thing. So what you're telling me is that it's my job to save a relationship when this nigga fucked up. And if I decide to walk away because this nigga fucked up, I'm the one that threw the fucking relationship away. You done lost your ever-loving mind. Same thing with people that he young folks don't know how to stay together. Let me tell you something. Willie May had to stay because Willie May wasn't able to work and Willie May had 15 kids. And so when James was out here doing his fucking shit, she had no choice but to stay. Don't sit up here and act like they was together because they just knew how to work through shit and be together. Now, some folks, 
have been married for 50 years and that is the case but a lot of this bullshit that y'all talking about with your grandparents and shit your grandpa was out here a rolling goddamn stone fucking everybody in the neighborhood and your grandma stayed because she couldn't work people have other options now so you don't have to stay with no cheating ass dirty dick nigga all right so don't tell me nothing about i it's not my job to save a relationship after you fuck up so if you want to blame me and say I fuck shit up, I right, I take that. Also, let let's kill let's kill this little myth. If it is even a myth, it's just so stupid. To me. <laughs> Cheating is not a part of the ups and downs in a relationship. <laughs> okay, it is not a part of that shit. It is not the ups and downs in a relationship. If she don't cook like your mama. <laughs> okay, and it's gonna take her a while to start learning how to cook some of the shit the way you like it. That's a part of the ups and downs. You have to accept that right now. Cheating is not a part of that. It's not. Cheating is an external, separate shit from a relationship. If you put a Venn diagram up <laughs> and you put overlap with cheating and relationship in the middle where overlap is shit that can fuck your relationship up today. <laughs> That's what that is. So don't make it seem like that's a part of a relationship that a woman is supposed to accept or in the event that it happened that a man is supposed to accept. Unless y'all have expressly agreed that y'all are going to have some kind of alternative relationship that allows you to have interaction with people, then don't do it. No. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Don't fucking do it. Or leave her. If you want to be a Rolling Stone, see what dudes do, and not every dude, but these dudes who be doing this shit, they... Ain't ready to be in a relationship when a woman want to be in a relationship, mm-hmm. but they don't want to lose that woman. So they get into a relationship with that woman when they not ready to be in a relationship with that woman, thinking that they can do what they want to do on the side and maintain that woman until they ready. But the reality is, ain't no such thing as ready. Nope. That shit that Steve Harvey be talking about, about, you know, you just ain't the right woman or a man ain't ready. That is bullshit. If your ass ain't ready, then you need to get your ass ready before you get into a relationship <laughs> with the woman. Simple. That ain't hard. No, it's not. It's really not. It's not hard at all. Nope. And it is really irritating for motherfuckers like Offset to be out here like, give me another chance. Dick, bitch. No, nigga, we, you in debt. You in debt. You ain't no and you know what debt look like? That look like Sally Mae if they can send out assassins will murder me. <laughs> That's what that look like. You're in relationship debt with Cardi B. And if she's smart, she's going to leave your ass in debt. That'd be done. Like, Instead they, of wipe your slate clean. Exactly. Because that shit. Also, Pete Davidson, and let me just say this. And I say this as I'm a therapist. But did you see what he did? So Kanye, of course, was doing his little arguing with himself, supposed to be going back and forth with Drake. Drake didn't say shit out to him. He just he just released a Drake bunch of called tweets. him. He called him. He said he he said he called him and threatened him. Yeah, that's what Kanye said. But again, Kanye live in the land of unicorns, so who the fuck knows? But he was talking about mental health because Ariana Grande said something about you know well. Take a break from what these men are doing and let's focus on the ladies. And she was talking about her album. And then Kanye was like, she was being disrespectful when it comes to mental health. Which, nigga, you only want to talk about your mental health when you get on one of these goddamn rants. Because if you was really concerned about your mental health, you'd be taking the medication that you obviously ain't taking right now. But Pete Davidson, her ex-fiance, came out and was talking about mental health. And then basically talking about him being suicidal. Which... I don't know Pete Davidson, but I feel like he wanted these people that would use that, which is fucked up considering that 
Ariana Grande just went through Matt Miller overdosing and after she broke up with him. Now you and her have broken up and you want to get on social media talking about how you suicidal. I'm not going to say he's not suicidal because I don't know. But if he is indeed not suicidal and he just using this, he is a bitch ass nigga for that. Because I mean, it's fucked up. You know how we got to do. We can't assume that that's yeah. what it's for. So she, you know, and then people was talking shit about this just brought up when people were blaming her for Mac Miller. So then people started talking about, oh, then she'll, I bet, I guess she'll be crying about him if he killed his, just mean shit. Like, well, it's just a fine line to walk because when you say you're suicidal, yeah. people assume that if you don't kill yourself, then you were just doing it for attention. So at what point do you take it seriously and realize that somebody can feel that way and recover from it without taking that, that step that we don't want nobody to take out here? So that's why I try not to get into criticizing when it comes to like suicidal ideations and stuff. I don't, I don't know. I don't know him enough to know that he would do it or not. Me either. But hopefully, if he is, he'll get the help that he needs. But if he's not and he's using this, it's just that would be. Well, it sounds like he. It sounds like he struggled enough with mental health that this is potentially true. He's, it seems like that he's had big enough issues with managing it that if he, like, considering how abruptly his relationship ended mm-hmm. and the, the reasons, he could very well be in a deep, depressive well, Jada's, episode right now. Jada Pinkett, Machine Gun, kept, like, a bunch of people start message, sending messages. It done got man. real now for people. Yeah. It's got real for people since Mac Miller. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Exact same circumstances happened that led to Mac Miller's death. Mm-hmm. Ariana Grande leaving him. So, I mean. I just hate people blaming her. And now him saying that he's suicidal has brought that back up for her. Because it's not fair to blame her for his overdose. People, we got the same society that we have that don't focus on mental health. So, yeah, it ain't like those people just, they, they are part of the reason that shit don't get focused on. Yeah. So. That's it for all the bullshit that's been social media based this week. I don't know what the fuck going on with Kim. Kim said they just need to shut the fuck. She up. got in it. Yeah, she got. Apparently, in Drake, uh, Drake something. snuck this him on like sicko mode or one of them yeah, songs. Something like he that. said like tell it on window three fifties around me, which is one of the name of Kanye's shoes. So Kanye okay. talking about taking food out of his kids' mouth. Oh my god! And like, I'm like the level of dramatic that. From that one, he did a whole day of talking to his goddamn self because they were not going back and forth. The only reason I, you know, the only reason I ain't, I ain't roasting it more than I am, but is because Kanye is a narcissist. And that whole thing, he essentially talked about how, and Kim mirrored the same shit. How you know, Kanyes are the ones that paved the road for the Drakes to exist, which and, is not the case. And um. <laughs> And I'm one of Drake's biggest role models, you know. That's the only reason I don't really give it no credence. But at the end of the day, the fact that Kanye can't understand. Because the shit that he's, the shit that he's alleging and that Drake did in that track, which was diss him. Kanye produced the album in which Pusha T did a whole song about it. Mm-hmm. And then he allowed Pusha T to continue to release diss tracks. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why Kanye feels like he should be able to. Because he's Kanye. 
rain Drake in, but that's why that's why I don't even give him the credence. Like he's a narcissist. I don't really care what narcissists got to say about themselves and they <laughs> they life. It's just it's from a, a, a it's from an Alice in Wonderland version of life. You know what I'm saying? Like it's this world that they can only see, they can only experience, and don't nobody else know what the fuck is going on. Um, we got time to do a couple of stories each, I guess. Which probably you probably ain't got none but a couple, but mm-hmm. Sesame Street to introduce the first homeless you were muffin. You so upset about now. This. I really need to know. <laughs> so Sesame Street is announced Wednesday that they're gonna tack the the title topic of homelessness with the very first homeless muppet and that made me wonder what the fuck is oscar the grouch being you were so upset about this when i tell you <laughs> when i tell you i thought homelessness was fucking what oscar, oscar the grouch was because i'm like who the fuck would live in a trash can he technically has a home the trash can no that that ain't what that ain't what they led us to believe <laughs> dave Chappelle tackled this shit on that on on Sesame Street, they'll be like, "Oh, Oscar the Grouch, you're so mean. You're a grouch, <laughs> bitch. I live in a fucking trash can. This is not a home. Are we really going to reduce the definition of home to some shit you can live in with a top on it? Is that what we're gonna do? Cause then, yes, a trash can is a home. Yes, if a if a homeless man lives in a dumpster behind McDonald's, he has somewhere to live." <laughs> We can't do that. I'm, we're not blurring them lines. Oscar the Grouch was homeless, and now Sesame Street is going to introduce a different kind of homeless person. Oh, the homeless motherfucker seven. Yeah. How old is Oscar? Oscar got to be about 50. Yeah, uh, Oscar, a grown man. So this is different than homeless. This is a homeless child. She's forced to stay with her friends on Sesame the Street. The pink felted seven-year-old Lily was first introduced in 2011 to help viewers understand hunger and food insecurity. But a new series of videos will explore how she learns to cope when her family loses their home and she's forced to stay with friends on Sesame Street. Sounds like her ass got removed by uh, Child Protective <laughs> Services, goddamn. She said, everyone else is going home and, well, I miss our apartment and now we don't have our own place to live. And sometimes I wonder if we'll ever have our own home again. I wonder if her and Oscar the Grouch are going to have a conversation. Probably not because they don't consider Oscar to be homeless. Like, how they going to give somebody <laughs> in this show for Oscar to be like to be jealous of Oscar? Like, Oscar going to he gonna be like, bitch, you don't have a trash can. <laughs> and all of these are mine. This is the kitchen. This is the living room. This is the bedroom. I know I'm not in all three of them at one time. But you can't have one of my trash cans, bitch. <laughs> I'm Oscar. He was so upset about this that she, you really felt they were being disrespectful to Oscar. Listen, how, how are you going to disrespect one homeless person with another homeless person? <laughs> That's like street fights for a homeless. Like them videos they be doing where they get like homeless people to fight each other for a sandwich. <laughs> kind of shit is this Sesame Street pulling? <laughs> how, I mean, how am I supposed to feel about this? And where the girl parents at? I don't know. It said they lost their home. So, like. Yeah, they lost their home. So, they send their kid to go live with their friends randomly. They, yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, that don't, it don't work like that. It do not work like that. It don't. So, I'm really. I don't watch Sesame Street. But that, I don't like it. I'm trying to decide if I want to do this story. 
Because I feel like I'm going to go to hell. <laughs> go for it. So Donnie McClurkin. McClurkin. Clark- you always add an L I in that know, man's I name. I don't know why. <laughs> Clerkin. <laughs> Donnie McClurkin was in a car accident. And it, uh, he lost consciousness while he was driving. But by this picture, it looks like he may have the package. <laughs> and maybe it was like... <laughs> No, he looked like regular Donnie McClurkin. The Donnie McClurkin. He's so skinty and little. No, that, that looked about like about right. Um, <laughs> I don't know. When I saw this and I saw the picture, I was like, oh, Lord. No, he's fine. Okay. He looked like he had a car wreck. He really just looked like he just aging horribly. He looked like he losing weight. I don't think it looked like he was losing weight. I think it looked like he had a car wreck. That picture beside him is not where he was in the wreck, though, with the suit on. That suit looked big as hell. He don't look like he's sick to me. Okay. It ain't, I mean, if he was, it wouldn't be surprising, but, <laughs> you know, he getting old, man. Yeah. He just looked healthier to me, and he just doesn't look healthy that, everybody keeps in the comments underneath this time we fall down but we get up <laughs> listen man he looks i don't know maybe maybe that life or death situation gonna make him live in his truth um maybe that he like cucumbers between the buns <laughs> what's your next story <laughs> Okay. Do y'all know anything? Do you know anything about Pastor John Gray? I just saw this. And fuck him. So John Gray said he would not be shamed for buying his wife a $200,000 Lamborghini for their eighth wedding anniversary. And, you know, this sparked a debate about a pastor. Because he's a mega church pastor. He is. Um. So it sparked a debate about. His wife gifted him with a Rolex. Go back down. Oh. Yeah, eight thousand dollars. Eight thousand dollar Rolex. Um, her name is Aventer. Yes, <laughs> Aventer Gray. Oh my God! I wonder, I'm saying, I know, I'm saying, I got to be saying it wrong. What house? Avent? What house would you say that? It looks I don't like Aventer. You know, black folks is creative with Aventure. <laughs> you know, motherfuckers don't be putting them dots and lines over them letters <laughs> they supposed to, so you can know how to pronounce shit. They just, you know. Hope you pronounce it right, get mad if you don't, and then you have a fucked up relationship with them for the rest of your life. The district, like, so his, their whole thing is that they have money outside of the church, that he has a job, that he makes money at, and that he didn't use church funds. But I just, as the pastor of a church where you're going to have people faith deposit <laughs> where you're gonna have people in your church that are struggling and still paying their tithes every week or um or every month i just it's so disrespectful for y'all to roll up in that bitch in a, in a lamborghini i just <laughs> it's people who who get shit cut off to pay their tithes because they so serious about it and you riding up in a goddamn Lamborghini and you don't see nothing wrong with that, brother. Like, I just, I don't, the 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 humbleness that 
pastors like to act like they have, it this cancels it out. You riding up with a Lamborghini with your wife. It's- and that's my thing. I'm not judging what this man do for his wife. That's his wife, man. And you want to buy your wife a $200,000 Lamborghini and you got it? Go for it. Now, the perception is that you using money that you shouldn't be using. Maybe the church's money to buy shit for your wife. And if that's the case, then that is a problem because you can't be using your tax-exempt status um, to do that. And if you're not buying it through the church as tax-exempt, but you are using the money from the church, that's just fucked up as well because the people at the church ain't sitting here to buy you a 200000 Lamborghini. Now, the next part of it is, let's say that it weren't from the church money. It's from your own personal stash. You got $200,000. You sell books. You got jobs. You do other things on the side. that You do speaking engagements. You have other things that can help you afford that. The question becomes, as a pastor, as a person who has been chosen to be in the position to represent the most humble man alive, should you buy something that represents a lack of humility? Like, I'm pretty sure Jesus could have, you know, Looked up to God and say, hey, God, fuck this mule. Uh, can we get a motherfucking Mustang or something? Goddamn, like, what's a faster creature? Like, make some for your boy. I'm your son, for for heaven's sakes. Come on, give me something better. Like, he could have had a fucking $200,000 fucking horse. Yeah. If he wanted to. been riding around on a goddamn Jaguar. From my understanding, a part of Jesus' journey was that struggle that represented that humility that kept him in con in connection with the common human's experience back then because this ain't the common human experience this ain't. is not getting the two hundred thousand dollar lamborghini this ain't and i'm not saying that he shouldn't i'm not saying that he can't i'm saying that perceptually should you really do it and the fact that he either thought about that decided it don't make a difference and bought it anyway or that he didn't think about it at all and just did it. Both of those two things represent a problem for what I've been conditioned to believe that pastor being a pastor is supposed to be about. Yeah. So I don't know if it's right or wrong. If I had $2,000, I'm buying my wife a Lamborghini. If I had $2,000 to spare, $200,000 Lamborghini, but I also would never never be a pastor. I also would never be anybody that was in a position that was over another person. I would also never be a person that would ever have to be humble in my position. I would never <laughs> represent somebody who was supposed to be humble in a way that I would have to be humbled to represent their humility so that you feel like I'm normal as you are. I would I would be on the pulpit be like, nigga, I ain't like you. <laughs> I'm better than you. Jesus talks to me. When Jesus start talking to you, you going to open up your own church. Until then, you pay me them goddamn tithes, and I'm going to buy a 200000 goddamn Lamborghini, dollar Lamborghini, when I feel like it, and you ain't going to say shit. Turn to Corinthians 1. I can't stand you. Chapter 2, verse 5. Never become a pastor. <laughs> Please. And then you go look up what it is, this random thing. <laughs> I done that before and it fit it fit way too much. <laughs> Corinthians chapter two, verse five. That was random. So that your faith not rest. <laughs> so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. <laughs> God damn. Fit right here. I'm a 
I don't know what this shit keep happening. The new living translation, I did this so you would not trust in human wisdom, but in the power of God. Is that why you bought that $200,000 goddamn Lamborghini, John Gray? So you would not trust in human wisdom, but in the power of God? English Standard Version. So that that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. That's A. How did you... Maybe you are supposed to be a pastor. How the fuck did you do this? I don't know. I feel like, I really feel like the Bible is like uh, horoscopes. I feel <laughs> like you can fit enough. all of this shit anywhere. <laughs> that fit pretty good. Okay, Luke chapter 5, verse 10. Oh, God. Let's see if we can do it again. <laughs> Luke. <laughs> oh, my mom would have a heart attack if she heard this shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this is real specific and so were james and john the sons of zebedee simon's partners then jesus said to simon don't be afraid from now on you will fish for people not enough it do they have a regular ver- i don't be understanding sometimes <laughs> what it's supposed to i don't mean. know i feel like that represents the humility that he's supposed to have what are you doing for the people versus what you're doing for yourself rolling up in this uh- <laughs> he like y'all can see it yeah <laughs> Y'all can see it. You can't ride in it, but you see. You no. This is what pastors like him do. He, I, I want you to see how God can bless you. He blessed me, and my wife, with this Lamborghini, and your blessing is coming, sister. <laughs> that's that. That's called something very specific. That's called prosperity gospel. You Don't ever heard most mega churches do that? Not dude? necessarily. No, because. Um, a lot of them do, but not every one of them do. I mean, mega churches just end up being that church everybody go to, but prosperity gospel is rooted in the exclusive idea that if you plant these little seeds, you're going to get money. Like, that's a part of every church experience that I've it been is. to, but it's not a majority of the experience. With prosperity gospel, it's like they give a word, but what they really want is your donation, <laughs> your tithes, your offering, and they feed you the idea of eternal salvation if you do that and that's the problem i see your next story i'm gonna raise your story before you get to that have you seen i'm just this gonna be real quick have you seen young thug's latest bullshit Mm -mm. so young thug posted a picture of him nba young boy and 21 savage and the caption for this picture says if nba young boy don't like you I hate you. If 21 Savage say fuck you, we gonna rape you. What the fuck? (laughs) Why would you, like, for what? Like, I feel like, I feel like that's the theme of Young Thug's whole existence. (laughs) For what? Like, God for what his parents for what everything he say for what who signed up to a record deal for what who served him food at a restaurant for what he don't need to eat he eat ass of some young gentleman that he find at the damn club oh it's just it's so stupid and it's so unnecessary. Look at this picture. Jesus. And then the thing is like it the the title article I just went to says Young Thug is being slammed after posting shocking rape joke on Instagram. That go back to the shit I was talking it's about. Not rape a joke. joke? 
That shit didn't make me laugh. No, I was like, it was disturbing, especially considering it's this nigga we talking about. NBA Youngboy is the nigga that was whooping the girl ass on the like y'all are some. I don't know. I don't know enough about Twenty One Savage, but NBA Youngboy beat bitches asses. Okay, it's not funny. I don't. I don't understand. For what? (laughs) Why would you do this? Like for what? It is so ridiculous. And then, of course, you got stupid-ass women taking up for him, saying that it, he wasn't being serious. It's not okay to joke about rape. It's just not. It, it's not okay. It's not funny. It's You're not cool. Like, I don't understand. <sighs> for what? My next story is just the Texas judge allows for a former Baylor frat president to sidestep rape charge. He'll do no time. Because, you know, rape's not a big deal. It's based on a plea. 23-year-old. And you can guess he's white. And you can guess that he looked like he has raped somebody before. He did. Um, Basically took a girl's virginity. What did he do? And they dismissed a sexual assault. Um... I wonder what what the after, after sipping some punch, punch, she became disoriented and felt very confused. According to the affidavit, Anderson led her to a secluded area on the ground so she could get some air, and then repeatedly raped her, leaving her unconscious, alone and lying face down in her own vomit. God damn! He was kicked out of Baylor, and the fraternity was suspended. But the legal system is going to let him go on, and I imagine that the judge, without saying it, like they said in Brock Turner's case, uh, thought so that you know his for. life is already been impacted enough by getting kicked out of school and you know why should he have to spend this time in jail that's and this the bullshit is why, look listen listen i tell my little teenage girls this shit all the time because you have to start them at teenage you can't even wait till they get the cup don't be out here drinking around niggas okay don't do it because even if you think that this person is safe even if you think they got your back and you know him and you've always known him this is the kind of shit that happened and i hate that it's that way but like when i was in college my mom's biggest thing was don't be drinking no drink that you didn't get directly from the source <laughs> like don't drink no drink a nigga bring you but like now it's like you can't you just cannot drink around niggas period he went to go outside with her for her to get some out and end up raping her multiple times and then leaving her face down in her own vomit god damn jesus and he getting off for this? It's all right? Like, oh, my God. Don't. And, you know, it's one of those things. We can't treat the world that we have like the one we want. Hell no. You can't. In reality, a woman should be able to walk down the street without fear. Yep. In reality, a woman should be able to wear whatever she want to without anything being assumed about her. Go to a party, a frat party, and it not be... Because, like, the thing is, I can guarantee you, if this happened at a frat party, it's going, why were you at the frat party? Why were you there with all these men? Because that's what happens. The victim is the one that is the, the problem. Like, you shouldn't have been there. What? The reality is the society we have. Men will look at things that you do as a woman as inviting. And maybe we'll one day get to a point where we can point out those men and castrate them before they do anything to you. But right now, (laughs) the society we have is one that cannot discern the dudes that will fuck you up versus the dudes that won't fuck you up. 
I mean, I can't even, I can't imagine me. And like, what's crazy, I had a lot of male friends in high school that I'm still friends with. They married, got kids, my mom loved them. But I don't even think I would be comfortable doing that with my own kids. Like, you know, my mom, cause she knew them, you know what I'm saying? So like, I could go and leave the house with them and she was completely fine with it. But like, this day and age, like, I don't give a fuck how long I didn't know Billy. And yeah, I saw, I, I've known him since kindergarten, but then I don't say, I let you go with him to this party that he ain't gonna end up doing some fuck shit. And then I'm gonna have to fuck Billy up. So like, I don't even think that I would be able to have the same kind of relationships with my, my children's friends as my mom had with my male friends because she trusted them. Like she would have been fucking, cr- you know, because of she saw them grow up. Like I got, one of my friends, we've been friends since we went to kindergarten, since we were fucking five, literally, and we were both in our 30s now. But I don't even think I, I would be able to be that comfortable because this shit, because shit like this, like you just never know. You think? I'm going to have different <clears throat> messages for my girls and my boys if I have kids one day. You're going to have to. My boys are going to know how to utmost respect women. That's that's it. They are going to know that their that a woman's body is a woman's body. That a woman does not owe you anything. That a woman should be able to fucking exist without your pressure and your bullshit on it. Um, and my girls will know just what I just said that the world that we want is not the world that we have, and we would be more suitable to our own benefit if we act in accordingly with the world we have and not the one we want you can't be trusted the world i want i wear my hoodie in walmart i wear my hood in walmart mm-hmm. i take my hood off i've i've been wearing my hoodie since it's been raining and stuff and when i step into a store i normally would just keep it on uh, but i was in sam's club the other day and realized i still had it on I'm like oh let me take this off mm-hmm. just because i'm i'm black i'm who i am yep you know i don't I have to act in certain ways because of who and what I am and because of the society that we have. And that's unfortunate. But I'm going to teach my girls that, especially since they're going to have a double whammy, maybe a triple whammy if one of them is uh, is uh, LGBT. I'm going to try to bring a food-related story every week just because I like to see your responses. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> so uh, a video resurfaced from Oprah when she had her talk show still. This white lady won a million dollars with her chicken recipe, okay? And so Oprah wanted to taste it because it's like, man, you won a million dollars with this recipe, you know? And so Oprah's chewing it and you can see on her face that she hates this chicken. Like she, and so the lady was like, do you like it? Just, just say you like it. And she's like, oh, yeah no um i like it and she was like i think um is there salt and pepper in in the chicken and the white lady was like no there's no salt nor pepper you can add it yourself if you like (laughs) so she basically just fried some goddamn chicken with no season (laughs) and open bit into it and so of course that sparked the debate about um white people and their unseasoned food but how you win a million dollars for a recipe that don't include seasoning. Like, what you put in your flour when you fried the chicken? Flour? That's bland. No salt and pepper? 
Like salt and pepper is the base. Like I don't even know anybody that only put salt and pepper in the chicken. Like I'm not gonna just make chicken with salt and pepper. I guess you could. I'm gonna have some Lowry's. I'm gonna have <laughs> like it's gonna be some other shit in my chicken. You know, white people make their own awards for themselves. You know that ain't. <laughs> If this was a whole universal group of different diverse people, it'd be a different situation. Her face is so obvious. Like before she even Oprah says anything, her face is just like, "What in the unseasoned hell <laughs> is this damn chicken?" You want a million dollars for this shit, bro? No seasoning, bland as fuck. Just chicken, chicken and and flour. Both of which really don't have a taste. <laughs> like chicken. Have you ever had unseasoned chicken? Yeah. It don't taste. <laughs> it don't. It tastes like nothing. You just, it's like eating paper. <laughs> Listen, what white people make their it? own awards for themselves. They create a category. And I mean, the people who ever came up with the money might as well just gave it to the damn woman for saying that her shit is delicious. Uh, but they got different standards than we got. They eat parsnips and Brussels sprouts. Oh, they don't drink Kool Aid. They measure the sugar. <laughs> I forgot. I I actually saved the tweet that Pete Davidson put out. I really don't want to be on this earth anymore. I'm doing my best to stay here for you, but I actually don't know how much longer I can last. All I've ever tried to do is help people. Just remember, I told you so. Huh? Hope you don't kill yourself. <laughs> Me too. What? That's just the what way you said laughing it. For? Because it's just how you said it. Like, up. Oh, tough luck, nigga. <laughs> so that was the the actual tweet that he put out. I forgot I had saved it. I'm uh, you know. He said on the on that segment about the guy. He said uh. You know, one time I I went off my meds and I bit my mom. He was like, no lie, I bit her. Like, I bit her, bit her. And everybody was like, oh, and he was like, oh, don't, don't worry about it, it's fine. I bought her a house. You know, like, that's the justification for it. Mm-hmm. You know, which, thinking about Kanye and thinking about this situation, is like, I really want to have rich man problems. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, if the worst that can happen is that you you go you going through a breakup, or you went off your meds and you bitch your mama, but you bought her a house. Like, I don't have time to listen to people like Kanye saying you taking food out of my kids' mouth. Nigga, yeah, really. And I I just I don't have time for the fact that he can't conceptualize that with some of the issues that they've been going through. That Drake might not want nobody to wear no damn Yeezys around him. Just because the people that go around Drake don't wear no Yeezys is not the equivalent to <laughs> taking food out of your damn mouth. You got plenty of money and plenty of food for your goddamn kids and the kids, the poor kids of a whole goddamn state. Not to mention your wife got her own money that she still making. Like, the fuck out of here. My sympathy for suicide and, and people who are struggling with depression is very high. But it... It dwindles the more money you got. <laughs> you can have help. Yep. I work with people who don't have help. Yep. If I didn't go to the community. Yep. Or it would be harder for them to find help. So you can get help. If this is how you feel, Pete Davidson, 
Go get help. You got the money. Mm -hmm. You got the time. Go get help. You won't get fired because of that. Mm -mm. Go get help. You can't get fired because of that. Kanye, go get help. Damn. Go create a new shoe. If nobody going to buy the 350s now because of Drake, make a new shoe. Damn. Them shoes are ugly as hell, too. El Chapo's wife said she had no clue that he was a criminal and never saw him do anything illegal. So, of course, everybody talking about she a ride or die and all of this. Let me tell you something. If they were threatening me with jail time, <laughs> I'm going to tell you about everything El Chapo ever did. I ain't her. But, you know, everybody talking about I need somebody this loyal ride or die. No, nigga. Mm-mm. At the point that they come questioning me, it's over for you. You better do all you can do to keep this shit away from me. Because when it gets to me, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> I'm snitching. I'm not a ride or die. Especially if I didn't do no shit. Now, we're doing fucked up shit together. That's different. Because I'm saving my own ass, too. But if I legit ain't did no shit, you think I'm finna serve time behind your bitch ass? No, nigga. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> so they better not don't add them come ask me you're gonna be super disappointed you're gonna be like i can't believe red told them yes the fuck she did yeah, guess who's still out here living her best life <laughs> mm-mm. nope oh my god everybody in the comments talking about to this day <laughs> to this day <laughs> To this day. <laughs> to this day. <sighs> I would not have been her. The part that the feds come questioning me. Yeah. Telling. <laughs> I'm telling. We can't I both just, go to what prison. What kind of. The fuck? Why are we both going to prison for? I would just admit that I knew he was a criminal. Because to the level to. The level of idiocy that you have to be participating in <laughs> to not know to not know. <laughs> well, she thought he was a fucking gardener or some shit. What did she think that man do for a living to get him that kind of life? I don't what, know. What level of the news she don't watch? <laughs> did he not let her use a computer? Did he got all the computers locked? <laughs> Is she just sitting in a room with a bunch of diamonds, just counting them all day long? If you get on the internet, like, yeah, do you are you supposed to Google your mate? I Google the shit out of folks when I go out with them. I do. Before you, my mate, like when I meet you, nigga. <laughs> your name so damn. It's random. white. It's a bunch of white women. Oh look! Oh, for my contact. Mm-hmm. Poetically gifted. A bunch of white women. Yep, and you. Cause my. No, I'm not listed under there. See? I don't use my real name on anything so that it don't connect to me. <laughs> he, go, he go black. Is she black? She look like she's Indian or... Not with that name. What's her? What? She, oh, well, maybe she's second generation. Look, none of them is me. I Google myself all the time to make sure there's no shit pop up. Because I don't use my actual government name for anything. So, like, my Facebook, my Twitter, nothing is attached to my actual name. So, Googling me ain't going to find shit. <laughs> so, that way, when I apply for the... Damn, what is there that? There you go. My MySpace. Space. 
<laughs> but my spaceship is still up there. Yep. Wow. Y'all, she got a regular ass name. And she got MySpace on here. That is so crazy. New tattoo. What the fuck? You can be found. I just wanted to show you the the bounds of Google. It's so random. The the pictures that they have. <laughs> it is. You random. have to keep scrolling to get to that. I did. I'm just Pass saying. Pass a bunch of white women. <laughs> and Jennifer there. Lopez. I don't even know why she's in there. Oh, another one. LinkedIn. Oh, that's from LinkedIn. You gotta have that. I don't mind no seeing LinkedIn. Find LinkedIn. I don't need no seeing no other shit. <laughs> I'm just saying. You said you can't be found. But anyway. That's it. Do you got anything else on your mind? <laughs> I do not. Rep, until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla.